0: Hi everyone, it's Rebecca. You're listening to Superwoman. Today my guests are Noria Morales and Sarah Robinson, the co-founders of The Wonder. They both had previous lives at Matt Cosmetics and at Target, shaping the way we view beauty and collaborations, and came together to launch an incredible membership-only club that actually makes parents and kids happy at the same time. So there's no itsy bitsy spider. There are immersive experiences that I was thrilled having three kids that I could take my kids to a place where I would have a good time too. So tune in to hear their story about their journey that they're currently on. I have the luck of interviewing first-time podcasters uh, and dear friends, Noria Morales and Sarah Robinson of The Wonder, um, which if you don't live in New York, you might not have heard of yet. But coming soon. Um, but I've also known Noria for how many years? Um, five. Five. A decade. Five. or six. Since we were kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, since you were lucky. Yeah. Right. That's right. Um, so she would put me in the magazine, and I would sell stuff because of it. Oh, uh, the days of Lucky. Oh, when you could just put something in a magazine. That yeah. was all you had to worry about. They call the store. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. I know. So. I would love to start with each of you saying a little bit of your history prior to joining forces and starting the wonder um and your journeys. So, Sarah's going to go first. Noria
1: and I were both working in the fashion editorial world. We've also been friends for over a decade. I worked for Matt Cosmetics in a department called Fashion Relations, so hosted all the press backstage, went to 250 fashion shows a season. I used to joke that Excuse I... Excuse me?
0: A season? A season. A season. 250?
1: MAC did makeup up for over 250 fashion shows a season. That's New York, London, Milan, Paris. So every that last day of every fashion week, I'd have my bag packed to fly to the next location. Milan was crazy because there were like 14 shows a day. So I'd be backstage at 6 a.m. and going home at 2. Wow. Yep. And how many years did you do that? Did that for six and a half years. Wow. Started Made Fashion Week. At Milk Studios did that. And then... Sarah's an animal. I mean, you are an You're animal. an animal, too. You're both animals. We're all animals. <laughs> we're all animals together,
0: you guys. It's fun. So you went from MAC to MADE. Yep. And what made you decide to launch MADE with Janae, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Exactly. We were sponsors. Um, it was Bryant Park Tents back then. And we just thought there's got to be a cooler way to do this. We were spending so much money on... On sponsorship and... Mac was. Mac was. It was 2008 and designers were struggling to be able to show. Right. And so we thought, let's take that investment, work with Milk Studios, create something that's a platform Yeah, and invite designers to show there free of charge. That was really the beginning of the idea and it grew into something much more. But for Mac, it was meaningful because we owned the backstage and could do all the makeup for all these shows.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So those of you who are listening, how it works is as a designer, we have a show, but it's really costly. So we rely on these sponsors like a Mac or a hair care company to help sort of fund the show. And that pays for the venue. It pays for the models. And so um, Sarah is probably very popular because she helped designers really like get be able to show. And those are those are very helpful things. Well, the coolest part about it was meeting all these designers
1: and hearing their process and seeing the culmination of this creativity of what they've built over the last six months unfold before your eyes. that, That was something that was really special to me.
2: And then you guys met just from being in the business? Yeah, we had a mutual friend also in the fashion space, and but we weren't like besties. Like we weren't hanging out on the weekends or like calling each other. It really wasn't until we reconnected two years ago now, uh, because Sarah came um, came up with this concept for the Wonder, and our mutual friend who had introduced us brought us together. She's like, you know, you should really talk to Noria. And at that time, I was at Target and the mother of two, and I probably hadn't seen you, Sarah, in like a few years.
1: Yeah, I. Took a hiatus. I got real nerdy for a couple of years and went to business school. And yeah, thank God got put back in touch with Noria. Yeah. We weren't, we weren't like having slumber parties, brushing each other's hair. We, no, weren't, we, weren't we were we kinda... were like
2: young and dumb in New York, yeah. like single, <laughs> like going to stupid parties. We had so much fun. Um, and then when we reconnected, like we were both young mothers who were working. So you were at Target. Well, you were at Lucky. So I was at Lucky, moved to New York. You know, when you're 23 and have a dream, and got a job in the fashion closet at Lucky, worked my way up. Was a fashion market editor there, um, as you know. And uh, I left there, went to Pop Sugar. I was the style director there. I was like, oh, it was like probably like 2009. I was like, I really need to learn this like digital media thing, um, and jumped into that. And I was like, holy shit, this is bananas it was like i was at pop sugar when like instagram launched and we were like oh there's this new thing where you like post pictures uh and it was just a wild time to be there and then target called and they're like we're looking for a new head of collaborations um and at first i was like oh no i'm not moving to minneapolis and they're like no it's in new york and i was like what come again um and so jumped in there and just what a wild life to go from like working in a magazine to working in digital media to working for like this giant Fortune 50 company where, you know, there's 10,000 people at headquarters and you're dealing with all these different things, but you're also doing these partnerships that are suddenly like on a mass scale. It was wild. And at the time I joined, I was seven months pregnant with my second child, Hugo. Yeah. And my um, my eldest, Nicholas, was like... 12 months old at the time. So my boys are 15 months apart. It was just one of the most
0: wild rides of my life. What was one of the craziest things that happened at your time with working with designers and doing these collaborations? You don't uh, have to say the designer, but you could you could say the crazy thing that happened. Yeah, I mean, there are
2: times we had designers calling us, you know, if it was a European designer, they'd be calling us like a little half in the bag from a restaurant, freaked out, like, oh my God, you know, this is going to be like all over like American TV. And they had just never had that level of exposure. So I think in any of the partnerships, it was like sometimes talking designers off a ledge. Like it was such, such a moment, especially for younger designers who realized like what this was about to do. And then of course, like we're a mass retailer, we speak to a completely different audience And oftentimes you're dealing with these like very small, like luxury niche designers. And so you can imagine how some of those conversations unfold, Um, disagreements about how things should be done or would be done. And it taught me how to be diplomatic. And also, I think I have a much higher
0: threshold for like insanity. Yeah, exactly. It's really hard to totally freak me out. That is a good skill to have. I wish I hadn't figured that skill out like 15 years in right? (laughs) Yes. When I heard about the wonder, it was when I was in the middle of telling you about this shitty little place. We take our kids in Riverhead. That's like in a storage park that they put a playground in and a cafe. And I was like, so my idea is I want to be able to drink and eat good food and have my kids get tired and play. Right. And then you're like, wait, I'm already doing it. (laughs) And I was so excited. But what, how did this idea get started or you both had similar ideas for this and then you were crazy enough to do it? It was really Sarah.
2: I mean, I think probably all of us parents at one point have that, like, God, if I could just have a glass of wine right now, this would be a lot easier to deal with. And then Sarah, you had been like, you had been noshing on this idea for a few months before you even I even sat down.
0: Before I,
1: kids, too. Not before kids. Okay. It was I
2: had my first son Henry was about six months old
1: when this kind of popped into my head. Okay, so I was working on another company, my previous startup, Preconceive, and I really missed the brand collaboration aspect of my work from my days at Mac and at Made, um, and I really enjoyed creating brands. So I was like, okay, what's kind of the next step here, right? And I was kind of on maternity leave and taking Henry to all these, you know, the same kind of classes that you just mentioned, the same kind of spaces where I'm just, it's great for the kids. And Henry was having the time of his life singing the Itsy Bitsy Spider, but I was just like, oh my God, there's nothing for me here. Not even a seat. There's not even a place to sit down. <laughs> so what? there's got to be a more dynamic and cool way to do this. And you know, at the same time all these co-working spaces were opening up, I think people were really focused on creating communities and parenting can be so isolating. When you become a parent, everyone thinks, oh, it's this great change of life. But in fact, you're like, fuck, wait, I'm like totally alone here. I'm like by myself. Oh, maternity leave will be awesome. I'll be able to like rest up. No, you won't. You'll have like- You're alone all day. You're alone all day with a- Irrational person screaming at you who doesn't speak English and won't listen to you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and you're it's
1: like great. it's great but it's great it's great and you're like okay we got to get out of the house and then you go out of the house and it's like it's it's being alone with other people around you which is maybe even more Sad. disconcerting yeah so
2: i'll so go ahead no because i was gonna say too it's like when you become a parent you don't changed. You're not like, yeah. right. You're still a person like who had the same interests as before, and like, and I think that's always the thing that struck us too. We're like, wait, I don't feel like a mom. I don't even feel like old enough to be a mom yet. Yeah, I'm like still like that, like kind of weird, funny like girl trying to figure things out. But then suddenly you're like put into parenthood. Yeah, like I'm a dork,
1: but I'm the same dork I was the day before. I <laughs> you're just a, a dork birth. with I a kid. Yeah, I'm a dork with a kid. Like, <laughs> wait, why are people talking to me like, Hey, mommy, when you want <laughs> Why don't we sing Itsy Bitsy Spider? And you're like, I don't what? No, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna do that. I didn't wanna do it. I don't wanna do it now. Yeah. So I started thinking about this and called up this little gem. That's me. And yeah, we had a we had a coffee and Noria's like, wait, this is
2: yeah. Oh, I was so into it. I was so excited about the potential of it immediately. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'll be your advisor, no problem. Which was the sickest joke on the planet
0: because... Cause it turned into much more than that. Co founder.
2: Yeah. Well, I joke, it's like when you like meet someone you really like, and then like maybe you guys slept together, and then you realize like a few weeks later, you're like, shit, I'm pregnant. That's what it felt like <laughs> with the Wonder. I was like, oh, my God, Sarah, we're having a baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that it's is called the, the best
1: analogy I've ever heard in my life. Great. So we had a baby together. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you just
0: launched, what, two weeks ago? Not, Not even. even. Jinx, owe me a Coke.
2: Yeah. Um, we opened, like, what, 10 days ago? It feels like an eternity. Every day is just like blends into one another. I mean, I don't even remember when's the last time you had a day off? Who knows? I haven't. Yeah, I, in like years. Yeah, it is not for the faint of heart. Holy moly, it's like running a marathon, and then you finish
1: the marathon, and they're like, "Congratulations!" Now you get to run a company. Here's the next marathon. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Oh
0: fuck me." I so to dance. did either did either one of you know what you were getting into? Uh, like, did you imagine it would be like this when you start? I think no
2: matter how much you can imagine, and people are like, it's really hard to like launch a company. Like we had Rosé one day with the founders of Primary, who are like, they're like the best. Oh so awesome. awesome. Mothers. Yeah. And they were like, you know, fasten your seatbelt. I'm like, I get, yeah, totally. We can do that. Like, We've had insane jobs. yeah. But then you do it and you're like, this is, yeah, this yeah. is no
1: joke. They're yeah. like, wait, you're fundraising? We need wine for this. Yeah, And we were like, sad. yes. And I was pregnant and I was like, wait, okay, I'm going to, but I want to be cool. I'm going to have a little smell bit. smell it. Yeah. I'll just Nothing it. can
2: prepare you, right? Nothing. Like I just, Nothing. and that's one of the things, like even with Sarah, when she was fundraising, I'm just going to talk about you for a second. Oh, great. She's like pregnant, she's working like a dog, like, and also raising fundraising pregnant. Like, that's not an easy thing to do. No, because they look at your stomach, yeah. And then, how fit are you
0: this... to run a company? You're having a baby, double spanks, Rebecca, double <laughs> spanks, blazers, just and scarves. Tell them you ate a big piece of they just thought I was fat bread. the whole time, yeah. yeah.
2: And then you get pneumonia because you're like working yourself, like trying to sign the lease.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that, <laughs> yeah. I did,
2: I had pneumonia. Yeah, I was on bed rest at the end. I mean, it's just, it requires a tenacity that um, is pretty, that's it. It just requires a tenacity that you can't be ready for until you're in it. And you're like, well, can't give up now. Just got to go right through it. And you just keep barreling through.
1: Right. I told Noria I'm like a junkyard dog. I've got nothing left to lose. (laughs) (laughs) I will chew through that chain link fence and she will like watch out (laughs) but noria did too like i would call you on the weekends and be like okay we need to like do this deck and you're working a full-time job (laughs) and then we're having these like strategy meetings on the weekend working all day and we would sit at that picnic table of yours and just like crank out decks i don't know how you did it
0: so when you're working on the weekends or at nights, as you as you do when you're in startup launch mode and probably for the next little bit after, you're working full time. Both of you have kids and partners. What did you say to them? And how did you sort of talk to yourself of like, this is what it's going to be like for a little bit? Like mommy's going to be not paying attention to you. Like, how did you do, both deal with that? Ooh, this is where we get vulnerable. Is yes, this, it? this, this is a vulnerable
2: moment. Okay, It's hard hard is the understatement of the year. I think this is where Sarah and I have actually leaned on each other and just been really honest and like we joke about it a lot but it is a strain that no wonder so many startup founders are like 25 and single. It's just incredibly hard to balance your your responsibilities as a mother. And also like you're trying to hold the family unit together and the role that a mother plays in that is so important. Like our husbands need us 100%. Like that relationship is really important, not just to like each other, but to like the whole family unit. And I think, first of all, I think our partners have been incredible. Yeah, I'm sure there's points where they wanted to like divorce us. I'm sure. They probably think about that every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it does require them to be so much more um like they're running the family sometimes, right? And like Sarah's husband is also an entrepreneur. My husband's an entrepreneur, and I remember my husband saying to me, Because here I am with a full-time job that's super secure, um, height of my career, like, no worries. I can come home, I can take time off that I need. And he's like do we really need to be a a two entrepreneur family? Like, is this what we want? And he knew what it would require, like the sacrifice that it would require. And I guess I'm so stubborn. I was like, yes, we can do it. I know we can. And fortunately, I think because he knows, like, I think both of them have been just incredibly supportive and giving, but there are times like, it's just, it's, you just have to acknowledge that this is a time of our life and it's temporary. Um, But we both make time, like we both have to get home. We can't yeah. work till midnight. That's just the reality. And I think our team has understood that too.
1: Yeah, we have a really supportive team. I think in our 20s, we would have been able to solve this by just working right. harder for longer. I, <laughs> you know, I did plenty of nights in the office until midnight back in my 20s. But we both have partners who are incredibly good with children as well. So yeah. it's not even just that they're putting in additional time with, with each of our kids. They're really good at it. Like Mm -hmm. my husband is such a good dad and I come home and he has, like, I couldn't do it. He has the baby strapped to him. He's making dinner, got the two and a half year old involved in some project. And I remember when I was fundraising, I only had a caregiver for five hours a day. So I did the afternoons. I came home during my son's nap. I was six months pregnant and it was kind of witching hour, you know, waiting for My husband to come home, I would be ready to tear my hair out. Mm -hmm. I, I could not handle making grocery shopping, making dinner, and dealing with meltdowns at the same time. It was like too many things going on at once and it would short circuit my brain. I didn't have the patience for it. And thank God he does. And for all the parents that are out there that do have that kind of patience, you're, you're crushing it because I couldn't.
2: But you're so good, too. Like that trampoline
0: story that you tell. <laughs> that's a good one. You got to tell that one. I'm ready for the trampoline story. Oh, my God. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble.
1: So six and a half, seven months pregnant. We're talking to one of our, we have three amazing VCs who are so supportive, right? But before that those papers are signed, you're scared, right? Like you know who you want to be invested in your company. And you are nervous that they could pull out at any time. And so we had this one call. It was in the afternoon. I scheduled all my calls with investors during my son's nap time, but you can't control. He was, you know, 19 months at the time. Sometimes they wake up from their naps and you don't know what to do. So on this day, he woke up from his nap, not just woke up, but in like a really, with a, a bad attitude. <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck, okay, what are we going to do? So thank God we have a backyard. I live in Brooklyn in a garden apartment. And we have access to a backyard and our upstairs neighbors, God bless them, put a trampoline in the backyard. So I'm like, okay, let's get Henry I am out to here, pregnant. Henry starts crying unless we're jumping. So you can imagine like, <laughs> it makes a weird noise in the back of the phone. So we're all on this conference call. Investors are firing all these questions. I'm fighting for my life to prove to them that like this is a business model that has legs. It's going to grow. It's something more than just its four walls, blah, blah, blah. And I'm jumping up and down and muting the phone in between answering these like really high level strategic questions like, I don't have a computer in front of me. I do not have my notes. They're they're asking like 30 questions at once. And I'm trying to remember all of them, jumping up and down and muting out the screams of my son when I stop jumping. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm going to give birth on this trampoline. (laughs) Like I can, (laughs) my belly is like wiggling around. God, it was awful. Did you also pee yourself oh all the time <laughs> <laughs> oh it, like plus coupled with pneumonia so you can imagine every time i coughed oh my
0: it gosh. was really not pretty but that just goes to show you like the the i don't know the chutzpah is like the the, the yiddish word i'm gonna throw out here thank you um, of like what you have to go through as a mom as an entrepreneur you know it's a lot. It's a lot. There's it's a, a lot. level it's a of resilience,
2: yeah, that you like just have. That's why I love Sarah so much. Like she's so tenacious. Like I just, I've, like, you keep telling me stories, and they keep gathering up. And the longer that we like are working together, I'm like, damn, you just don't get in her way. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Bud. I never like I honestly, I those things happen, and then I'm like, I, I blocked it out. Yeah, I, I, I know you out. did. <laughs> thank, thank God you're here.
0: <laughs> she's gonna slowly bring all these pearls out for you to remember.
1: I'm so glad. I mean, well, this business would not be where it was if Noria was not here to articulate all these like silly, crazy, random things that I say either. Like, thank God. Like those days that we spent those weekends putting together a deck, I'd just be like, bringing like blah 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 blah, and you would put it together in this like beautiful, amazing deck. I even having gone to business school, I cannot make a PowerPoint to save my life.
0: I, I love decks. It's like it's like a calm place it's a, for it's me. It's a skill making it. I'm I'm like you, Sarah. I can't make a deck, but I can think a deck. Yeah, but that for me
2: was actually one of the, like the huge things that I learned at Target. Because when you're presenting to like eight million people, right. When, right? And you're looking for funding or approval to move forward on a project, like you had to learn
0: how to make a really compelling deck sell and sell it. And so, yeah, I have Target to thank. I know for what me. I'm going to ask of you at my next Female Founders Day is teaching people how to make decks. Oh, oh, sister, girlfriend yeah, can do it. it
2: as long as people like PowerPoint because I'm from like
0: 1997.
1: <laughs> Um, yeah, but you're smooth too. Like you can you can workshop those words. And, Like I remember seeing Noria on a panel after, and we'd known each other for years. This is like a year and a half ago, and I was like, "Damn, girl, you got media trained. That is some that's some smooth jazz coming out of your mouth, right she's there." A, she's a word massager. <laughs> she is
0: it's good stuff. So, what has been? Just give me one. I'm sure there's a hundred. An unexpected reward since launch. And and we also have to talk about what differentiates you from other yeah. clubs and spaces. So those are two questions. But what's an unexpected like, yes, it's the
2: it's actually like delivering on the joy that we set as a mission. And, you know, sometimes you're like you set a mission and you say it and like it's on paper and it looks so good. But like when someone actually tells you that that's what you brought. And so this this member, this mom texted me to tell me, um, hey, for the first time in years, like my husband t- left work early on a Friday to come to the lightsaber battle that you guys hosted at the Wonder. Because he's a huge Star Wars fan. So, And this dad, I remember he came in dressed as Luke Skywalker and his son <laughs> came dressed up as Chewbacca. It's Friday. Like it was the most lo-fi lightsaber battle, but they had a blast. And then when she texted me two days later to just say thank you for creating programming that like makes memories for my family i like i get teary just thinking about it i showed it to sarah who got teary we all cried yeah and then i sent it to the whole team cuz everyone's so tired um, and sometimes you do you like you get caught up in like oh my god you know like the air conditioning is not cold enough or like these all these things aren't working or Website. we didn't buy enough crayons yeah. you know and then you get that one text like for that one member so um just like knowing that we actually are making families happy that to me is enough and in the easiest way too we're not offering something that's like super like complicated or fancy or like a trip around the world it was like a lightsaber battle on a friday it's awesome
0: yeah so what
2: makes the wonder the wonder a lot of members are like oh if you can just be like
1: a little bit better than the local bookstore that we take our kids to on saturday that's enough And so when you're building a completely new model, I think you get tempted to be like, all right, well, we could just be like a little bit better than that. And we don't have to totally reinvent the wheel here. But a lightsaber battle is also not reinventing the wheel, but creating stuff that's nostalgic for parents and still fun for kids and engaging for both. Like it's almost being bilingual in a way. Yeah. That
2: it's like Pixar movies. We always love those Pixar movies because they have like the joke for the parents. Right. But the kids totally can go along. It's that parallel path. Um, yeah. I think, too, I mean, the most obvious differentiator, I think, is our design of the space. Like, you walk in, parents walk in, and they're like, holy cow, this is beautiful. We were laughing, like, over the weekend. This was our first full weekend operating. But, like, to see families that come in, and, like, they plopped right down on the couches. They invited their friends over. And it was, like, a real, like, just Sunday afternoon gathering. When you design a space in which parents can actually relax, like they're going to have a good time. Kids are great because we have like we have the play space then we have like the book nook and they feel like they can roam. And in New York City also just to be able to like roam freely uh, without your parents worrying that you're going like, to get hit by a taxi or like get bit by that dog. Everyone's just more relaxed and it just enables more fun. And that's all we really wanted to do because growing up, like both of us didn't grow up at all, like fancy lifestyles, like um, small town, you know, very working class. And I just remember like being able to like go ride my bike and like hang out with my mom. And when on Sundays, watching Murder, She Wrote while my mom uh, (laughs) did the laundry and I do the sock matching was my favorite thing because I knew my mom was relaxed and I just got to hang out with her and that's all I wanted. It just made my day. And in some ways, we're just trying to enable an environment
0: for like people to relax together. I love it. Yeah. So what are the big plans, obviously surviving the next few months, but like, what is your larger goal for The Wonder?
2: You want to talk about that, Sarah Robinson?
0: I would I would love to, Nori Morales. Well,
1: we just had a meeting about this yesterday, in fact. I think, obviously, we want to expand to other cities, right? And just building on what, what you just said, I think a lot of people that live in cities have a smaller living room than they would like, right? So you want a big living room, you want a big space to go to, and you want someone else to clean it up when the kids are done playing, right? Like, I don't want glitter in my house. (laughs) I really, I actually don't even really want it in the wonder either. (laughs) Thank God we've got Dyson on board. (laughs) Vacuum that up. But, you know, I think the first low-hanging fruit is to just expand nationwide to other cities where um, families face the same challenges. And then there's so much opportunity. There are so many ways that we can bring joy to familyhood.
2: Yeah, just when you are... And I think when you're speaking to parents in the way that we are and you look at the things that exist out there, like not much has – there's awesome stuff for kids. Um, But there isn't as much that really speaks to and appeals to parents that feels as like – considered or, or not sophisticated isn't the right word, but just like a little bit of a creative twist. And I think this is where our background in like fashion and storytelling comes into play because we've thought a lot about like, you know, Sarah will reference like, wow, that magic of the Alexander McQueen show when she would go, right? Like this, the fantasy that you could create. And it's because you let like creativity roam and you do things that are like unexpected and same on my side, like having worked in the magazines, having been an editor, um, um, and frankly, having like a really overactive imagination, I feel like that's what we want to tap into next with the Wonder and how that plays out, whether it's in space or in, in the actual physical space or in content or product. Like, I think that's just what we want to tap into more as soon as we have more bandwidth in our brains. Just That's just time.
0: That's just time. Yeah. I'll get pregnant again by then. Oh, Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you go into labor like on the day opening of the next cool. club.
2: Yeah have Sounds the baby plans. <laughs> Our is going to lose her mind.
1: <laughs> she made me promise not to get pregnant until after a series A. You know what? I'm impressed.
0: You want to have three, though? That's cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, she wants do you have more than more? three. I want to have, have five. five. Wow. I want to have five. Okay. I'm I a want a woman. <gasps> Great. Do Maybe. you? Wow. I do. My husband has said no, but I'm slowly. Just putting Working it in it there. It in? Yeah, just like, oh, we have another kid and I want the, the baby's here. Oh he's let's... like, no. No, each time he's like very firm. Very okay. But we'll I sometimes feel like men are a little bit like dogs. And so I just have to like get him in the right mindset on a night. Maybe he's had too much to drink.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'll get pregnant. Work it in there. Whoops. Magic.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> My husband's the same way. He's like, yeah, no. hundred percent no. <laughs> so I have two last questions for you. One is what is something that people would be surprised to know about you? It can be embarrassing or not. I'm going to share this one with you because we are talking about kids' spaces. But going back to this magical place in Riverhead in the storage park, my lowest low was we brought a bottle of wine that we put into a, um, a kid's sippy cup. Amazing. A girl. And brought that in there with us. And I would just sip from the sippy cup because I was like, it's... Saturday at five. Yep. What's mommy gonna do? Because we weren't at the Wonder Cocktail Hour. Not a high moment. Not my proudest. Yeah, but, but it's genius. <laughs> I don't think there's anything <laughs> shameful about that. No, at all. that's great. Yeah, I applaud you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. That's Safe good. space.
2: That's good stuff.
0: So, what would be surprised?
2: Mm. I guess I was in. A... That's okay. Yours is a little bit more lighthearted. I mean, I think people would be surprised to know about me. Probably. Uh, Because everyone's like, oh, my God, like, and it's good that we're on this Superwoman podcast, right? Like, I think everyone's like, oh, my God, you're just killing it, like, every day. And it's like, dude, I am, like, freaked out inside. Are you serious? (laughs) Like, this is freaking scary. Sarah and I, like, call each other laughing all the time. Like, uh, get me off the train. Get me off the train.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure you want to do this? Want to get off the ride?
0: (laughs) We're driving Um, to Mexico. But I don't know of an entrepreneur who doesn't feel that way, maybe even every day. You know, like I, I used to say, like, I got on the wrong train and it, it left the station. Left the station. Not turning back. No. And actually, you can't really get off. You can't.
2: There is no you can just door. joke about it. It <laughs> makes you feel better. Totally. I mean, I think that's probably like the biggest thing that's coming to mind right now. Do you have something funnier and more interesting? I'm trying
1: to think of something.
2: F- I don't really. Do you want to talk about the book you wrote as a kid? <laughs> Dusty <laughs> Secrets? We were laughing because we were trying to come up with programming ideas for the wonder, and we were like, "Oh, it'd be so cool to do like a writer's workshop." And then I learned, like, when I was a kid, I wanted—I read Harriet the Spy* and I wanted to write spy novels, obviously. And then Sarah's like, "Well, I wrote one. It's called *Dusty Secrets*. <laughs> it's
1: a chapter book about a mystery on Cape Cod." And I was from Massachusetts. *Dusty Secrets* because it's like a treasure box that they uncover mm. in the floorboards. It's very Nancy Drew. It's very you Nancy Drew. It. I, well, I you know Amazon next up. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Great. Self published. Yeah. CEO and founder of The Wonder publishes. That, that'll that actually be my medium article. You could do a reading.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Perfect. Let's, Guys, maybe we make a mission actually, to make that go viral. That's, <laughs> that's number that one is, bestseller. That's how we'll expand Dusty The secrets. Wonder. So, my last question would be for anyone who's listening, um, whether they're an entrepreneur or they're thinking about getting on this uh, train that we're not getting off of. Any advice? And it could be from your previous life or advice now, like run while you can. We're <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> don't, don't do it.
1: I think, okay, so advice what helped me during those like terror times of fundraising uh, and also in launching this company is it's a little exercise that I made up where for three minutes you just think about the best case scenario and just live in that for three minutes. Like okay. it actually happened. Okay, because you can think about all the worst case scenarios all the time. And like, that's your job to do as a founder, as an entrepreneur. Give yourself a little break, think about the best, best case scenario, because a lot of the worst cases that you're thinking about won't ever happen. And just live in that for three minutes. It like, Releases your anxiety for just a minute, loosens up your chest, Mm. gives your adrenal glands a break. (laughs) Then you can just go crank a thousand cups of coffee and like get right back on the terror train afterwards. But just gives you a little breather.
2: I love it.
0: I'm going to do that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say is besides being prepared and though you can never be totally prepared for what it is. But knowing that, um, know the people that you can count on uh it's been so interesting i've never felt so vulnerable in my life and more dependent i hate asking for things and i think that's probably a a female trait that's pretty common of asking for help but that's been like just a relief i feel it's like w- great sense of well-being after every like i have a talk with a friend who's like oh no you can do this and also like and you're doing great it's fine. You're fine. I'm like, really? Because I feel like a shit storm inside. And they're like, no, <laughs> that's normal. It's totally normal. You're just <laughs> doing fine. You just need a little perspective. <laughs> that's why we're glad to have each
1: other. That's right. I, you help. know, I was going to say that actually. That's mm-hmm. one thing that after this like two years of kind of getting getting back together and having a baby, <laughs> we were like, oh, by now we thought like the cracks would be showing. Like there'd be something that I hated about you, yeah. or like something I didn't trust you on, but. There's literally nothing. And I think that type of partnership is so rare. It takes such a long time to find that kind of partner in anything, in, you know, whatever aspect. And so and we've done that with our team as well. Everyone that we work with, I feel exactly the same way about. We can depend on them, they can depend on us.
2: Yeah. Radical like candor. Man. Oh, yeah. We practice radical candor. Excuse me? Radical candor. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Explain that one. It just means honesty, but honesty when you assume the best intentions of the other person. And so I know Sarah, like I know she's good to her core and I know that everything she does, she does because like she's trying to do it with the best intentions, but like we all make mistakes too. And like same on me. And so Sarah, when Sarah assumes the best intentions of me and I assume the best intentions of her, it's a lot easier for us to be like candid with each other like through negotiations of something hard or like you know someone that we hired to do something and like it's been a really hard thing and I'm like you know we maybe didn't handle this right like it's okay um, so it becomes like this safe place that we can trust each other too to just like put it all out there and I think it forces us to get better too but we can like at least
0: lean on each other. Love it. Mm. Works. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. Rebecca. Yeah, That was super fun. That was Sarah and Noria of The Wonder, and for more information, you can go to thewonder.com.